0: Tony appears to be impersonating the fundamental muscular <laughs> human. <life. laughs> Welcome to We should Know better the podcast where we hitchhike through Wikipedia. I am Sky. I'm Kyle And I'm Tim. And you guys probably know this by now, but what we do here is we play the Wikipedia game, which means we have a page that we're, that these two are going to start on. And tonight, that page is Tony the Tiger. There's a whole no, Wikipedia no. page for Tony the Tiger, oh, and they are going to try to get to the page for Albert Einstein what? by only the... clicking links within uh, the pages. So that's what you guys are doing tonight, Tony Einstein. Tony Einstein. I'm, I'm into this shit. Thick. Tony Einstein.
1: Tony Einstein.
0: My favorite. Good Morning America.
1: Good morning, was... America. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh...
0: What?
1: What's? Oh my gosh. What? What? How did this happen,
0: Sky? I've been very tired, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I... <laughs> Tony that came to me, and then I just like clicked around for a bit and ended up in Einstein. And I'm like, oh, I haven't been to Einstein yet. To- so that's
1: Tony. Did Tony come to you in a dream? No,
0: like, it didn't come to me in a dream. It was just something that I was like, I wonder if there was a page for Tony the Tiger.
1: I mean There was. Yeah, this is the Internet. <laughs> there is this is the Internet.
0: Uh so what we're gonna do to determine who who of you goes first.
1: <laughs> well, this is an amazing page already. Yeah, let's do this.
0: Um Uh Oh the other reason there is a reason that I thought of Tony the Tiger because I was thinking about we're back. Um <laughs> Wait a minute, the dinosaur story The Dinosaur story, yes. Oh no clearly
1: related to Tony the Tiger.
0: And remember when we're back where there's a there's a breakfast cereal and it's like brain gain and brain drain and like one makes the dinosaur smart and the other one like reverts them back to their original.
1: I actually don't I never saw the movie.
0: Kind of. It's a bonkers movie. Like I almost (laughs) I almost had to start on that page, but maybe we'll save that for later.
1: But you were Um, like, no, Tony the Tiger.
0: It's just it's almost so out there that it's like, I don't even know if this page counts. Um, okay. But that's why I ended up in Tony the Tiger. But to determine who's gonna go first this time, um mm-hmm. uh we're gonna so I've got a random I've got a random name generator and a random animal generator. <gasps> and I'm gonna give you each <laughs> I'm each I'm gonna give each of you a combination of the two. So you'll have your own uh serial mascot. Got it. And you need to tell me their catchphrase.
1: Oh my gosh! You need,
0: and I think I'm going to say I was going to try to tie this into Einstein and make it like, oh, and they're you know they're they're uh, promoting Einstein O's or something. Okay. But I think I'm just going to let you make up the cereal as well for this that that this this uh, mascot would would sell. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll give you both your names and animals, and then give you like a little bit of time to come up with them. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Tim, yours is going to be Jasmine the Impala.
1: Wow. Oh,
0: my. Um, and Kyle, yours is <laughs> Franco the Hamster.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Franco?
0: Yeah, Franco the Hamster.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay. And now what you're going to do is you're going to... Doesn't,
0: doesn't matter too much, but...
1: No, you're gonna like cut through all of this dead air where we try to come up with something good, so it makes it sound brilliant, right?
0: Right. That's what I. That's why I gave them both to you. So you, <laughs> you know, both so, have time.
2: So we need a catchphrase, right?
0: Yeah.
1: This is tough.
0: Do you want? Do you want like a theme for your cereal too?
2: Yes,
1: please.
0: Oh no, I mean, this isn't.
2: Does it have to be a cereal?
0: That's what I was. I was thinking like breakfast cereal.
1: I I do now. Yes, I do.
0: So Tim. Yours is magic. Ooh. And then... (laughs) Kyle, yours is too many limes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this is helping. (laughs) I think it's helping a lot.
1: (laughs) Um, oh, man. All right, all right. Give me a second. I can do this. Uh...
2: Okay, I think I got mine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Jasmine the Impala uh, can also be pronounced uh, Jasmine the Impala. Oh. And her breakfast cereal can be eaten normally as it is. It's it's like these really large kind of puffs. Yeah. uh, That you can um. You can eat normally with milk and stuff. I'm terrified. You can also just. You can also just kind of skewer them what? on a rod and take them with you on the bus. Okay. So her her uh, her catchphrase is just "stick them and go." Aww. <laughs> and she's got them on her horns.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh. Because she's an impala, she has them. And is she also a magician? Sure. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Look wow. Well. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh so Franco the hamster. Uh so here's the here's the fun part because like yeah it, this is a lime flavored cereal. I'm guessing along the lines of like Fruit Loops then.
2: Sure.
1: So it's not like it's that really like super sweet. Um it's like that super sweet uh but not like almost like saccharine flavor. But so the cartoon Franco the hamster, who is a cool '90s hamster with a backwards baseball cap and uh, elbows and knee pads, because he's extreme. Uh, but like, the, here's the thing: like he uh, he's a hamster, and so they like like he stuffs his mouth full of the little like the little puffs, the little corn puff things that I guess taste like limes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really not sure how that works out. They never really taste like limes, but you know I'm putting that out there. But they, uh, but, they're at, yeah. but they're shaped like limes too. But he like stuffs his face like the cartoon in the in the in the uh, commercials, like stuffs his face and and it like puffs his cheeks out. Yep. And then but then he like can't he still can't get stop eating them? So he like he's like holding a ton of them and trying you know trying to juggle them as he runs away from the kids from ce- after stealing the, the cereal, I guess. And his catchphrase is you can't handle the flavor, but the but the character says it with his mouth full, so it's more like <laughs> you can't handle the flavor.
0: <laughs> oh man.
1: So that's Guys,
0: so, <laughs> both these are very good. <laughs> I'm think, sorry,
1: but that's what I got.
0: Yeah. I think if I'm I'm judging the catchphrase. Uh-huh. I really like the setup of of Jasmine. But the catchphrase, the catchphrase is good, but you can't handle the flavor. It's very good because he can't hold all, he can't hold all the limes. And he's a little hamster. He's little, and he says it with cheeks. his cheeks full. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have to go with Kyle on this one yes. as a close race. Okay. Thank you for doing the thing that I always, I always like, love to do on these. I oh. figure I'm like I'm so bad at these that. I should be doing them because then you guys get to get to do them very well. <laughs> that's that's guy, my thinking here.
1: You do just fine. And also these are amazing. I, always, I think they're fun regardless. Yep. Uh, even, even if you don't think they work out great, I think they work out great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gotta play that, play that role.
1: Oh man. Tony right, the so tiger. Tony the tiger. Uh, there's a
0: lot. He's got, this You've got this family. I didn't realize he had family. He has family. <laughs> he has yep. family. I didn't get that far.
1: Uh, whoa. Okay. Um. All right. So let's see. Uh, he is an advertising cartoon mascot. Uh, same for Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Uh, also known as Frosties here in friends. Uh, no citation for that. Have you ever heard anyone call them Frosties? No. Um i hmm hmm uh appearing on its packaging and advertising more recently tony has also become the mascot for tony's cinnamon crunchers and tiger power cinnamon crunchers is linked tiger power is not linked but i am immediately curious (laughs) do you just eat tigers is that what that is uh since his debut in 1952 the character has spanned several generations Oh, my gosh. And become a breakfast cereal icon. That's... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong. No. It's not wrong, but that's not a thing, Wikipedia. Uh, in 1951, Eugene Kolke, an accomplished... An accomplished? Whoa! Oh, Eugene here, just calling it. Uh, it says, an accomplished graphic artist, an art director for Leo Burnett, um sketchered sketchered sketched a character for a contest to become the official mascot of Kellogg's brand new breakfast cereal Colkey designed a tiger named Tony named after an ad man Nathaniel <laughs> Leo Burnett uh wait named after Raymond Anthony Wells who doesn't go by Tony and it's not his first name wow um well and, <laughs> and selected Martin Provinson for the finished artwork uh oh my gosh! Oh, the other mascots would have been so good. Yeah. Uh, the okay, so the competition was against uh three other mascots, uh, potential mascots for the public's affection. It says here, Katie the kangaroo, Elmo the elephant, and Newt the new. I like all of
2: these. Yeah. Newt the new sounds like some kind of yo-yo trick. Huh. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah! Oh, around there. the world
2: and a newt the new. <laughs> yeah,
1: did
0: so they can actually never... use these guys though? It says within the year the other mascots were dropped. Oh no! Oh <laughs>
2: wow! With Ella and Newt never once gracing the front of the box, so Katie once was on there. Yeah, apparently. Let's oh, see if goodness. we there's a box around. I want
0: to see what. she I guess looks this like. is like a snap crackle pop situation where they're all they're all promoting.
2: <laughs>
1: Oh,
0: I see. Together, and then it's like, no, I just need
2: the. Tiger. Oh, it's like the old school look. Okay. Yeah.
1: Did you find something? Can yeah, you show that, I'll, please? I'll
2: show you.
0: Um, uh,
1: I like that we immediately know what a snap crackle pop situation is, where there's three uh, three ad men hawking the same product. Yep. <laughs> like,
0: trying, like trying to convince kids that they're good.
1: Yeah. I bet I would oh. like
0: Rice Krispies now. I bet I'm old enough.
1: Wow, that I really like that design.
2: Yeah, it's like that vintage, yeah, uh, look that
0: they had sugar frosted flakes. So I I looked up. I was like, I bet Frosties is a UK name, and it is. Mm. They call it. They're called Frosties yeah. in in the UK. But in 2017, uh, the UK started cracking down on uh, sugar and advertising like sugary cereal to kids. And <laughs> okay. it says here that like. There's a, I've, I found I found out that they were called this in the UK because of this story, and um, uh, oh, no. so they had to reduce the sugar by twenty percent. Okay. And they trialed it, and it flopped. Like the, yeah, because it's, it's not sugar. Because it's <laughs> not sugar. So ahead of the deadline, instead of like putting out this floppy sh- cereal, <laughs> that's, that's just corn f- corn flakes, but you know a dash of sugar. Um, which you can just do at home, guys. You can just do that at home. Oh my gosh! Um, uh, they decided that they were going to just have the regular cereal, but they're they're claiming that it's not a children's cereal anymore. No. It's an it's an adult cereal, claiming that Tony the Tiger is an adult cartoon that appeals what? to millennials in their twenties and thirties, mm-hmm. and that they have data that says that one out of five. Uh, consumers who eat Frosties as a child. So it's a primarily an adult food.
1: You have got to be kidding me.
0: Yep. I yeah,
1: I have feelings says, about this. But, and then the next
0: line is <laughs> official data shows the UK population is made up of roughly five times as many adults as children. <laughs> so the person writing this article knows, what, knows what's up. I have
1: um, strong feelings about this, but Also, I'm, okay, it's right there. Okay, I, yeah, I'm, I just don't know about that. That feels like some, that feels like an ad, an ad marketer or a marketing person was like, oh man, we have to be able to show that this thing is mostly eaten by adults in order to make, to fit this, these guidelines. Uh So let's go pull a bunch of college kids and also maybe some actual children. And and will will you like I feel like there's a certain like there's a particular set of surveys or like a a, a selection set that they didn't tell us about here. Like this, was, they actually just went to a college campus, and that's you know like oh there were only three children on the campus, but uh, you know we we did sample like four hundred people, like
0: <laughs> right, not great, um, not great.
1: Oh man, so. Here's some weird things. I mean, there's, I did not realize. Okay. uh, You know what? I'm just going to go back to this. Uh, Tony was given a son, Tony jr. Tony, the tiger would eventually become a serial icon. They just gloss over Tony jr. By the way.
0: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, so the final Tony, Tony design came from a group of former Disney animators known as quartet films, which I completely understand. That makes total sense.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, and then, okay, so he's had two different voices, uh, initially voiced by Dallas McKinnon and then uh, now are replaced by Thoreau Ravenscroft, who spent the next five decades providing the characteristic deep bass voice associated with the character, notably the familiar <laughs> You can't handle this flavor." <laughs> uh, yeah. Catchphrase.
0: Yeah, that good, good old catchphrase. Thurl Ravencroft is an amazing name. Isn't it? He he looks exactly how you'd expect Thurl Ravencroft to look like. (laughs) I expect
2: him to look like a vampire from a Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Except also if he was Rat Butler.
1: A thousand percent yes.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh
1: so Okay, so Tony began then, to be humanized. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yes,
0: go ahead. I, this is exactly. Okay. He came, up, he came up with the phrase working with copywriter, working as copywriter for Leo Burnett. Uh, man, copywriting. So I work as a copywriter in my day yeah. job. Yes. They're great. Like, <laughs> man, so easy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> the 50s were a simpler time. I was gonna uh,
1: say they, they didn't have a lot other a lot of competition there. <laughs> Ravencox was... spoke to
0: an interviewer of injecting injecting his personality into Tony. I made Tony a person. For me, Tony was real. I made him become a human being and that affected the animation and everything. Yep uh, it's like deep deep. Mm, he's a tiger though.
1: Yeah, but he's a human tiger because in the seventies they began to humanize him. They say he's true. I guess he that's true. given
0: if you look at the old pictures of tony he looks just like a tiger yeah yes <laughs> that's that's a tiger
1: that's a tiger who eats <laughs> yep. cereal who can't digest the cereal but he's eating it mm. <laughs> cannot metabolize this thing that he's eating
0: it's very strange to me looking at <laughs> we're looking at the boxes here and it has the kangaroo and the like the little you know baby kangaroo and it has yeah. tony and, and tony jr and it's like was, it, was the thinking there is like we can get rid of this kangaroo, but we need to have the little guy because this is for kids, so it's <laughs> going to have to be a little Tony.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. Oh man. Okay. So they gave him an Italian American nationality. Yep. That's a thing.
0: It says nationality American right here on this Wikipedia page. <laughs> um.
1: It, consumers were briefly introduced to more of Tony's family, including Mama Tony, Mrs. Tony. And a daughter, Tim. Have you seen, have you read this already? Do you want to guess what Tony's daughter's name is?
2: Oh, I saw it already.
1: Oh, Antoinette. Yeah. Um, I did not realize this. What happened? Just Tony to with an eye. No.
2: Oh no, it should yeah. be
1: Tony. Why does? Is... <laughs> um, where are they? What happened? Where did they to go? Them? Though. <laughs> um.
2: Google, okay. Tony the Tiger's daughter.
1: Oh, no. Is this like a Taken thing? Like, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> they are great. I mean, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, he he was the Tiger of the Year for the Chinese oh, Lunar Calendar. Oh, my
2: gosh. What? It's an image of the whole family.
1: No. <laughs> yep. uh, later that year, uh, Tony, they don't say what year. That, oh, it's 74, I guess. Tony graced the covers of Italian GQ. which I like that they specify that it's Italian GQ as though it is not just GQ. And panor- Panorama, during uh, during the decade, to- son, Tony's son, Tony Jr., was even given his own short-lived cereal in 1975 called Frosted Rice. No. Couldn't even get away from the frosted... <laughs> Family, just, I
0: guess we gotta frost everything.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Getting the side eye from Snapcraft and Pop. Like, mm-hmm. come on, bud. Oh, come on, you know it's <laughs> our it's our thing.
1: Stay in your lane, Tiger.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we know people just put sugar on these to make them bearable. Like, come
1: yeah. on. Uh oh man. Yep, that's the whole family there. All right, that's that's actually pretty cute. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. why Antoinette has weird gold curls goldilocks curls why she
0: has hair on her fur yeah it's weird hair on
1: top of her yeah that's a fair point that's hair Mm -hmm. on top of her speaking of which uh over the years his design has changed uh replacing the um oh my gosh (laughs) i can't even read this okay i'm just gonna read the sentence it's gonna happen i'm gonna do it I'm, i'm a professional uh, Prov- Provinson's original art design for the tiger has changed significantly over the years as Tony, the whimsical cereal box sized tiger with a teardrop shaped head, was replaced by his fully grown son, Junior, who is now. Wait, this is
2: Junior what? that we have now? No.
1: No.
0: That's, that's not where he true. went.
1: That's not true.
2: No. Did we have a Donkey Kong situation?
1: Okay. I mean, we got Hold- a
0: Donkey Kong situation.
1: I have to finish this sentence, though. It was replaced by his fully grown son junior, who is a who is now a sleek, comma, muscular sports enthusiast. <laughs> I'm gonna end that right there, not going any farther.
0: <laughs> I can't believe this.
1: This is a there's this is a lot to take in. I don't oh know if I can gosh. I may have to pause the game here.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, this character design so, Se- section here. It's like two, three sentences, but it's bonkers. Over past <laughs> generations, Tony has demonstrated a figure of human characteristics. When observed on a Frosted Flakes cereal box, <laughs> okay, another it like, is, it is natural aliens, habitat. <laughs> here's the written by aliens. Tony appears to be impersonating the fundamental muscular <laughs> human. <laughs> Tony seems to be impersonating the <laughs> fundamental human like structure. <laughs> No, hey, you he looks the word just like you stand back.
2: That's an impersonation. Like He's just trying, trying to lure us do. in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like we the aliens do when we walk among the humans. You forgot the
1: word muscular again mentioned a second time on this page. Funded that he has a muscular, muscular human-like human
0: structure. Tony's iconic appearance has evolved through the use of graphic design and its abilities <laughs> to enhance creativity you know what i love about graphic design it enhances creativity
1: i like, love graphic what? design this is this graphic design this is it's on right now okay this is, oh this is graphic design oh, oh i love graphic design
0: yeah right exactly is this graphic design right here no or that is it is it is coming for the green yeah is it coming from the green god i love that although his appearance has changed his purpose as an iconic mascot is to sell kellogg's frosted flakes <laughs> And throughout his career, Tony has maintained sufficiently consistent. <laughs> he has those,
2: a particular uh, skill and he's good at it.
1: Those other characters have not been consistent. They yeah. know what they did.
2: Katie the Kangaroo, she was a hack.
1: <laughs> Kicked oh, her and her man. kid to the
2: curb. Tony's the one that can sell the flakes. <laughs>
1: Oh Tony the
0: Tiger began his trademark debut with Kellogg in 1952. The Tiger was used as a cartoon character featured on every box of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. The feline was federally registered. No. Nice like, yeah, there are a lot of different writers on this page, a lot of different <laughs> editors. Uh. Can we
1: can we just never come back to this page? It's very weird. <laughs> Who's your favorite serial mascot? I mean, now it's Tony the Tiger. I, didn't I mean, really, no, no. Actually, now it's Antoinette. I did not realize she
0: I was two seconds say, ago. Until now, I think it was Tony the Tiger, but yeah. now I'm not sure. <laughs> I do like him a lot. He's very positive, positive. and even though he's selling sugary cereal and pretending to be an athlete, like those mm-hmm. two things are not. This is not a cereal you want to eat when you're you know, accurate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he's cool. He's very positive, and you know, and, and he muscular. has a
1: bandana. I mean, yeah, and muscular says his name. So, here's a thing that I'm very surprised is not on this page, uh that um he is super popular on, among the furry
0: community. Sure. He's basically a furry. He's basically yeah. Yeah. an anthropomorphic animal.
1: No, yes. Sky, no, he is a he is the fundamental muscular human-like structure. That's that's
0: exactly what that's <laughs> what I think when I think of anthropomorphic <laughs> furries. Yep.
1: So, I'm really surprised that's not mentioned here. Can you go into the, can you go into the, the, uh, Oh no, and just, I will look just very quickly go into the, um, the, the, Oh, what's the word I'm even looking for? Vandalism,
0: the history and look up at vandalism.
1: Just very close. Just very quickly. I don't need to know if I, we don't need to know how I'll bad it now. is. But I'm sure it's bad.
0: So the first one I found, somebody added, some people think he's the dad of the Kool-Aid man, but I don't buy that horse, Pucky, for a friggin' second. <laughs> <laughs> a second is an all-cap all <laughs> But uh,
1: it, while you're looking at that, I'm going to go to throw Ravencroft. Nice. I'm cl- clicking that because, oh man, I want to see this page so bad.
2: That's where I wanted to go. Huh. I not know. Um. What else here can tie me to Alfred Einstein?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: rotoscope. Ooh. I'm gonna go to rotoscope. Wow. Okay. I'm rotoscope. with you on that. Because that's an invention, and that's kind of science. All right. I gotta catch up <laughs> so to you guys. I'll go sure.
1: With that. Yeah. Not wrong. Uh, Ravencroft. Ravencroft. Oh, sorry. Did you have some vandalism?
0: Uh, I'm I'm gonna look it up here. Okay. I couldn't find I couldn't find anything more that was. Readable.
1: Oh yeah, of course. I mean <laughs> I I can tell you right now that the vandalism that's on that's on Tony the Tiger's page, like ninety percent of it, is not going to be readable. <laughs> um Thurl Ravencroft was an American voice actor. He's American. I would have guessed he was actually British for some reason. I don't know why I was imagining he was British. Hmm. Um and singer known as the booming voice behind Tony the Tiger for more than five decades. He was also the uncredited vocalist for the song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, uh, from the classic Christmas television special, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. So imagine this now, anytime you watch that show, that that Christmas special, that the person singing that song to you is actually Tony the Tiger, who is is jumping between worlds and decides to narrate this part of the story for you.
0: Yep. He has to, like, drag on the grinch
1: yeah uh ravencroft did some voiceover work and singing for disney in both the films and attractions at disney oh i didn't realize he did voice work for the actual attractions oh he did uh he's uh best known for the haunted mansion as a singing bust the country bear jamboree the mark train
0: twain
1: mark train riverboat yeah (laughs) that's what i said mark twain riverboat Pirates of the Caribbean, Disneyland Railroad, and Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room as Fritz. Do
0: you guys know Uh, what the Enchanted Tiki Room is?
1: I think it's probably racist, but yes.
0: (laughs) But no, I don't. I don't know what it is. I think I went there
1: once. I don't know what it is.
0: It's an attraction at Disneyland. Got it. Um, It's a pseudo-Polynesian-themed musical animatronic show. Drawing from American tiki culture good so probably not great yep
1: <laughs> so
0: uh
1: <clears throat> so Ravencroft is from Nebraska from Norfolk Nebraska uh, and then went wow. went to went to California and uh yeah he originally started in a singing group called the Mellow men, which I really like Whoa. that's a that's a really good name and it's mellow men as a single word like they could like they m-e-l-l-o
0: like fire yeah
1: yeah yes but they're all mellow <laughs> yeah um <clears throat> they can be oh they can be heard on many popular recordings of the big band era including backup for bing crosby frankie lane spike jones joe safford and rosemary clooney wow um oh and they they were used oh oh they were used in the disney film for pinocchio but they got cut from the from the final version of the film, uh, you can still hear it on uh, the 2009 DVD. It's in the extras. Despite the song being cut off, Ravencroft, Ravencroft, Ravenscroft. It, have I been saying yeah. it wrong the whole time? Oh, I have. I'm so sorry. Ravenscroft lent his voice to Monstro the Whale in the film, which makes total sense um oh man oh and they were a barbershop quartet and lady in the tramp monster of the
2: whale was barbershop quartet
1: yep yep oh man how how weird would that be it's actually four whales
2: yep that'd be great
1: uh he was he served in world war ii as a civilian navigator um let's see uh he served oh he flew courier missions in the north and south atlantic he he was was he a pilot am i misreading this Oh no! Just as a navigator, yeah. Um, as he told in an interview, I flew Winston Churchill to a conference in Algiers and flew Bob Hope to the troops a couple of times, so it was fun. End of quote. That's Great. That's his. That's his experience with the war. So there we go. Uh, let's see. Oh, what do I want to do from here? I <clears throat> I remember about the last time we've talked about albert einstein that he had some experience as a musician and for some reason i was thinking that i would be able to parlay this into something through thorough ravenscroft i should have thought about this more (laughs) more than just going to a music person (laughs) this is music um Oh my gosh! Oh man! Uh, another thing mentioned farther down on the page: his lifelong dream, which he shared in an interview with nineteen in in nineteen ninety nine, was to record the entire Bible on tape. But a big name actor beat him out. End of end of sentence. He does not say who the big name actor was. But if you mouse over the link, it's James Earl
0: Jones. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> oh, you just you subtweeting him right here. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. He was a devoted Christian and appeared on many religious television shows, such as Hour of Power. Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Do I want to go just with other musicians? Because I feel like I could go... If I go with a musician of the time, I might be able to get something. Maybe. But he's a little late for... hmm. Do I use... I, I might just go with do I might I might go with Rosemary Clooney. I, I can't remember exactly oh, wait, here's Jack Benny. He's a little older.
2: Here's Jack which Benny. Which one? Which one knew Einstein?
1: Yeah, here's the here's the roulette that I'm playing this in around this week is I which one of these musicians knew Einstein? You know what? I know I feel like I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but I feel like he played The violin, I know that Jack Benny played the violin. Let's do, let's go with Jack Benny.
0: Great. Jack Benny taught him to play the violin. Let's go with it. That's what we're hoping for. Yeah. All right. Rotoscoping, (laughs) Tim.
2: Rotoscoping is an animation technique that animators use to trace over motion picture footage frame by frame to produce realistic action. Originally, animators projected photographed live action movie images onto a glass panel and traced over the image. The projection equipment is referred to as a rotoscope, yep. developed by Polish-American animator Max Fleischer.
1: Oh, dang, this really?
2: Yep. That was him? Oh, I yep. didn't know that. This device was eventually replaced by computers, but the process is still called rotoscoping. Uh so, uh rotoscoping has been used to create a specific visual effect such as a glow, for example, that is guided by the um the line that is drawn or, you know, whatever you draw on the uh on the image, so a classic use of traditional rotoscoping was in the original three Star Wars movies, where the production used it to create the glowing lightsaber effect with a mat based on sticks held by the actors. <laughs> to achieve this, effects technicians traced a line over each frame with the prop, then enlarged each line and added the glow.
1: Mm, I didn't know wow. that.
2: So it, that's not real light. That's not real. <laughs> it, that's not real. It, lightsaber. it ain't real lightsaber. They were never in danger. <laughs> it was just they added it in post. Hey sticks are still dangerous. I was it's very true. worried. Let's see here. Um yep, the rotoscope technique was invented by Polish born animator Max Fleischer in nineteen fifteen, used in his groundbreaking out of the Inkwell animated series, known simply as Fleischer Process on the early screen credits. And was essentially ex- exclusive to Fleischer for several years. The live movie reference for the character later known as Coco the Clown was performed by his brother, Dave Fleischer, dressed in a clown costume.
0: Okay. okay. What?
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what that really means. Let's see here. Fleischer's last application of rotoscope is for the realistic human animation required for the lead character, among others in Gulliver's Travels, nineteen thirty-nine, and the human characters in Fleischer's last feature, Mr. Bug Goes to Town, nineteen forty one.
1: Uh contemporary
2: uses of the rotoscope and its inherent challenges have been used to create surreal effects uh, in oh yeah obviously the best use of rotoscope ever used by human beings has to be what gentlemen
1: Uh, it Uh, is um, it's uh, Philip K. Dick's uh, Skinner Darkly obviously
0: incorrect yeah I know it's not going to guess (laughs) the weird mm, uh one where the man's a fish. Whoa. The incredible Mr. Limpet? Yes. yes.
2: That's that's uh that's a good pull, but no. The best use of rotoscoping is definitely um objectively uh Aha's music video for takeout. <laughs> oh right.
1: <laughs> yes, I Very stand good. corrected. It is, yes, it that's is. accurate. <laughs> Checks out.
2: <laughs> yep. Let's see here. Um and then it goes to a bunch of instances of where it has been where used.
0: Used. Maybe yep. Fleischer actually had a patent on it until 1934, so that's why you didn't see oh, it. Oh wow! And then it just kind of explodes. After that, everyone uses it. <laughs> it
1: just explodes.
2: Man, they have World War II linked here, but I don't want to go to it. Hmm. I mean,
0: yeah. Don't hurt that's, yourself. That's I mean, our. That's our anchor.
1: Yeah, you can do it. Just remember. <laughs> It means we're going to have to talk about World War II. Actually, you know what? I'm going to say you should do it because that means I don't have to be the one that does it.
2: Oh. You don't have I mean, to. I don't think I'm going to. Mm. Let's extend this. Uh, actually, I think I kind of want to learn more about Max Fleischer. Oh, okay. gosh,
1: okay. I'm going to
0: click on him.
1: So what we're learning here is that neither of us are going to get there. <laughs>
0: Kyle's basically right. like Tim. I was I was planning on you going, you playing the straight man this time.
1: Uh, so let's see. Um, Jack Benny is an American comedian, vaudevillian, radio, television, and film actor, and violinist. Recognized as a leading American entertainer of the 20th century, um, Benny portrayed his character as a miser, playing his violin badly. In character, he would claim to be 39 years of age, regardless of his actual age. Now I want to know if he did that before he was thirty nine, right? Uh, Benny was known for comic timing and the ability to cause laughter with a pregnant pause or a single expression, such as his, such as his signature exasperated. Well, um, well. <laughs> I do actually remember that. I, I my first experience with like comedians older than modern day was uh, my folks. Um, having the vhs uh, actually the beta it was a beta tape which that i'm that many years old um of uh it's a mad 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 world and jack benny's in there and he does that bit in the in the movie and i and i figured or i I caught that i was like oh you know like i remembered that and then i realized it was a like a quote-unquote like signature thing i'm like oh okay i get it um his radio and television programs popular from 32 until his death in 1974, were a major influence on the sitcom genre. Uh, He's from Chicago and grew up in Illinois, or in Waukegan. Um, His parents were Jewish. Uh, His father, yeah, his father owned a saloon and was later a haberdasher who emigrated from Poland. Yeah, that's great. Uh, She came from Lithuania then uh, he be, uh, be- Benny began studying violin, an instrument be- that became his trademark at the age of six. His parents hoping for him to become a professional violinist. Um, let's see. He <laughs> At 14, he was playing in dance bands and high school orchestra. So he was that nerd. Uh, nice. He was a dreamer and poor at his studies and ultimately expelled from high school. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, later, uh, Benny was playing in the same theater as the young Marx brothers. And, uh, it, Oh no, the Marx brothers, mother, <laughs> Marx brothers, mothers, uh, enjoyed Benny's violin playing and invited him to accompany them in their act. And then at the marking the start of a beautiful friendship for years, uh, he was apparently really close friends with Zeppo Marx. That's great. Yeah. Uh, he was in the United States Navy. Um, he yeah he developed oh my gosh shortly after the war benny developed a one man act named that the the act itself was called ben k benny fiddle phonology okay yeah. yeah uh but he oh, he got his name uh jack benny uh after a another guy uh, named ben burney a, a patter and fiddle performer uh Put some legal pressure on him to change his name, so he took the name Jack. It's therefore, Jack Benny. Um, let's see. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, they he met his future wife at a seder, and uh, let's see. Oh man,
2: I what's a seder again? Is that
1: that's the Jewish Passover meal? Okay, yeah. Oh man, I really okay, so two things. They don't really talk about this specifically, but I wish they would have talked a little bit about the immigration progress beca- process because Einstein was an immigrant as well. That would have been perfect. That would have worked. Oh, I'm so upset. Um, none of that is linked. I mean, yeah, they talk I mean, they talk about his work in television for the Jack Benny show and his work on radio. And then in films and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Let's see. Oh, here's an interesting bit. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah, he is, they talk about some of his work with running gags. Uh, He was, he had a bit where he was trying to play a song, but he kept getting frustrated and not being able to play it. I'm explaining this poorly, but that's how it's explained here. <laughs> and I'm sure that the actual bit's very funny. Um, Okay, so let's see. Uh, I, I don't have anything really good to work with, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's not. Uh, Einstein is not from Waukegan, Illinois. I know that. Are <laughs> you sure? I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I could go with um. I'm I'm really tempted to like just go with violin.
0: I was just gonna say you could go to violin and see what they have.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do that. See if they have like famous players or something like that. I'm assuming that he was actually a violinist, which could be horribly wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know.
1: Good, good. That's that's what I I'm here say, for. I will say
0: there are a lot of pages that link to Einstein. Good. I'll give you a few uh, if you might if say we don't hit it eventually.
1: You might say it's relatively a lot.
0: It's a real, it's right, re- yeah. Okay. Mm. Yep. Max Fletcher. There he is. Is it Fletcher or Fleischer? Fleischer? I think it's Fleischer. Yeah. It's probably Fleischer. There's an
2: S in there. Fleischer. Okay. Polish American animator, inventor, film director, and producer, born in Krakow, Poland uh, Fleischer became a pioneer in the development of the animated cartoon and served as the head of Fleischer studios, which he co-founded with his younger brother, Dave in the United States. He brought such animated characters as Coco, the clown, Betty Boop, Popeye, and Superman (laughs) to the movie screen. And was responsible for a number of technological innovations, including aha's take on me music video.
1: It's my favorite, uh, team up movie, by the way, it's the best Avengers movie by far. The one with Coco, the clown, Betty Boop, and, uh,
2: Popeye and Superman. Yeah, I'd pay to watch that. Yeah, that's that's the Avengers right there. That's right. Basically, they just all sit back and let Superman take care of everything. Yeah, I mean clearly, that's my secret,
0: Coco. I'm always (laughs) eating spinach. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I am always (laughs) eating. I am. I am. I am what I am.
1: Always eating spinach. Sorry. (laughs) Uh,
2: Uh. see here. He was born to a Jewish family in Krakow. Uh, he emigra- his family emigrated to the United States in March 1887, settling in New York City. New attended York public City?
1: School. Yeah. Sorry.
2: Yep. Never heard of it.
1: Nope.
2: Um, Fleischer began his career at the Brooklyn Daily Eagle, first as an errand boy and was advanced to photographer, photo engraver, and later became a staff cartoonist. Wow. Percy cool. drew single panel editorial cartoons, then graduated to the full strips. <laughs> Uh, Little Algae <laughs> and S.K. Sposher, the camera fiend.
1: That's whoa! What? 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 <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> at the no, first no, thing, and is, then it got better. Like...
2: S.K. Sposher, the camera fiend. We camera is fiend. that just is that just given to us without any
1: explanation?
2: No explanation.
1: That's not someone okay, look that up. I continue?
2: <laughs> Uh Satirical strips reflected his life in Brownsville and his fascination with technology and photography, respectively. Both displaying his sense of irony and fatalism. Whoa. Wow. December 25th, 1905, uh, he married his childhood sweetheart, Ethel S.E. Goldstein. Uh, on the recommendation, uh, Fleischer was hired as a technical illustrator for the Electro-Light Engraving Company in Boston. 1909, he moved to Syracuse, working as catalog illustrator for the krause heinz Company. A year later, returned to New York as art editor for Popular Science Magazine that is something i'll probably click
0: on
1: yeah that sounds like a good call uh, okay
2: oh wait no i won't what uh in addition to the theatrical comedy films uh this year uh during he's talking about talking about the uh inkwell studios yeah uh it worked as a side uh fleischer produces out of the inkwell films featuring the clown character just in quotation marks the clown Which originated from his youngest brother, Dave, who worked as a sideshow clown at Coney Island. Uh, And it was one of the later tests made of from footage of Dave as a clown that interested Bray. Wow. And it was the one of the later tests made of from footage. What?
1: I think it's found footage?
2: Sentence what? 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 Sentence. You're not your best. (laughs) When asked how
0: he felt about Coco, Dave said, oh, yeah, it's great. Just great good i gotta go back to work yep
1: is that literally <laughs> what he said
0: no oh no. <laughs> just the idea of like my mm-hmm. brother's a clown in coney island I'm gonna make a um, character after him
1: oh my goodness it's like
0: yeah great thanks bud thanks it's bro. De-
2: it's max good. developed the rotograph a means of photographing live action film footage with animation cells for a composited image this was an improvement over the method used by Bray, where a series of 8 by 10 stills were made for motion picture film and used as backgrounds behind animation cells. You have got
1: to be kidding me. How hard did we work at animation before? Like, so oh hard. my gosh, really why? Why did we do too? this? Mm-hmm.
2: I, yeah, I, I, I made Betty Boop. Yeah. Uh, in addition to theatrical comedy films, Fleischer produced technical and educational films, including That Little Big Fellow and Now You're Talking for AT&T. no. In 1923, he made two 20-minute features explaining Albert Einstein's theory of relativity what? and Charles no. Darwin's evolution you are... using animated special effects and live action.
1: I'm so angry right now.
2: Albert Einstein, Einstein is linked. Nice you... job, linked. Tim. No. That was pure luck. Nice job. I didn't even see so that at first. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll get I through, through popular science. Yeah. yeah. And then I looked down. I'm like, oh, well.
0: I didn't even think to control F your page. I was... I was like, what? <laughs> wow. Good <didn't> job. Either. <laughs> Gosh. Well, Kyle. Uh, you wow. wanna talk about the instrument that's the violin?
1: No, I was actually planning <laughs> on going through here to get to science as Because, well, like music and science are linked or math, you know, it, they're linked really closely, but like Yeah. Wow. I good job, Tim. <laughs> like
0: Thank you. I don't even I, feel like I deserve it. I thought this would have, like one of the reasons I picked Einstein because I was like, it'll just be interesting when we land on him. You know sure. what I mean? Like, yeah. it'll, mm-hmm. probably be, it'll probably be probably sooner than we thought. So,
1: so here's the only thing that I do want to share with you about uh, violins is that they have a photo here for, of uh, an electric violin, and electric okay, violins the, are rad. The one on the left yeah. is just an acoustic violin. The one on the right that's definitely just something that some some dm somewhere designed for like an rpg and they're like this doesn't actually work but it looks cool yeah
2: no it totally works
1: oh my gosh
2: um one of my favorite video game cover bands arc impulse has an electric violin and it looks a lot like that it does not look like an actual violin
1: I'm astounded. I'm still. I'm still flabbergasted about you getting that poll. Nice job.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man.
2: Well, do we you, want to talk about Einstein? Some.
1: I, I mean, I think we have to a little bit.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: He's a German-born theoretical physicist to develop the theory of relativity. Relatively. Relatively.
1: Re- relatively. Now, is the theory he...
2: of relativity, and just rode that for the rest of his life doing nothing else. <laughs> nothing. Yeah.
1: Is he now? Is he theoretically a physicist or a physicist that in theoretic? I mean, okay, it's a dumb joke, but still, theoretical physicist makes it sound like he doesn't actually exist.
2: I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's sort of one person uh, out of several, like scientific and literary geniuses who who seem to have (laughs) jobs at very boring places. Yeah.
1: But I mean, there is
0: to think about other things. There is
1: a sense. I mean, like there's the really common idea that like, as you're doing something else that, that you're using, uh, other faculties for, then you can run other processes in the back of your head, uh, basically. Mm -hmm. and, And like, that's how you come up with better ideas. Uh, so I, I I can see that that makes that makes pretty solid sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, Einstein published more than three hundred scientific papers and more than one hundred fifty non scientific works.
1: <laughs> oh, so his comedy work
2: then? Yep, and his fan fiction.
1: Oh my gosh! Good, yes.
2: Oh, great! Einstein uh, fan fiction, not uh, fan fiction with Einstein, but fan fiction he would have written.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh man, I, I that would be great.
2: See here. He's got some photos, some baby photos here. Yeah. Albert Einstein in 1904 looks a little bit like Neil deGrasse Tyson. Holy
1: cow. That's weird.
2: I will just say that. They he looks look, good. Yeah. Looks good, age 25. Yeah, he. There's so much
0: here about Einstein, you guys.
1: They look like they could be related, yeah.
0: Um. um in the period after World War II, he was so well-known in America that he would be stopped on the street by people uh, <laughs> wanting him to explain that theory, quote-unquote. He oh <laughs> finally figured out a way to handle the incessant inquiries. He told his inquirers, pardon me, sorry, always I am mistaken for Professor Einstein.
1: Oh, that's wonderful.
0: That's very nice. good.
1: Also, how how offensive would that be? Oh, can you explain that theory? You know, your, your little but theory that I don't there. understand. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh uh, he's gosh. a favorite model for depictions of mad scientists and absent-minded professors. His expressive face and distinctive hairstyle has always has been wild, widely copied and exaggerated. Time magazine's Frederick Golden wrote that Einstein was a cartoonist's dream come true. Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yeah. So uh, very here. iconic.
1: I I wasn't going to be getting there through music, um, because his like the section on music here. Yes. Uh, he developed an appreciation for music at an early age and later wrote, if I were not a, a physicist, I would probably be a musician often thinking music. I live my daydreams in music. I see my life in terms of music. I get most, I get most joy in life out of music. That's cited twice. Um, but then oh. they don't really talk about him playing music with people. I was right though. Uh, he, he did ha- play violin. Yes. Yeah. I was, I was on the right path, but like at no point did they talk about him playing music with other people here other than looks like he played um with a quartet at one point in, in his life uh and with Monster of the Whale With Monster of the Whale and yeah I mean Monster of the
2: Whale Einstein uh
1: Popeye and Coco the Clown
2: Popeye and um and the lead singer of uh Aha
1: <laughs> Nice good for
2: the high notes
1: Um, yeah, there's just not a lot in here about it. So, like, it must have been, I mean, obviously, they do mention him, you know, playing for at conservatories and such, but, like, it seems to me that it was kind of a private passion of his. Um,
2: oh, um, going back to his papers, on December 5th, 2014, universities and archives announced the release of Einstein's papers comprising more than 30,000 unique documents.
1: Wow. Wow. Wow.
2: Einstein's intellectual achievements and originality have made the word Einstein synonymous with genius. In addition watch. to the work he did by himself, he also collaborated with other scientists on additional projects including the Bose Einstein Statistics, the Einstein Refrigerator, <laughs> and others. Einstein Refrigerator? Yep. I want an Einstein Refrigerator.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it. It's like a patent that he made where it only uses like heat, no moving parts or something. Incredible. Weird. Hey, I'm kind of out cuz
2: there no, it, isn't a lot of fun stuff about Einstein on this page. There's just
0: a lot of like impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's just an astounding person in general here. I'm We'll I've probably been, come
0: back to this page. We've been here before.
1: I've been reading about the different phys, uh, the theories and such that like the statistics and every or that he's talking about the okay. I mean, if you go up to the very top of the page for the known for section, did you guys look yeah. at that?
0: It's just a lot of stuff.
1: It's like Fifteen lines long. He's known for several in very impressive things. So yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Yep.
2: All right.
1: So one of us who is the host could continue. Did we lose Sky?
0: Thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let that go.
1: You guys are the oh. best. You guys are so good. <laughs>
0: uh, well, good job, Tim. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight. You don't
2: deserve it.
0: <laughs> do, do any of us deserve this? <laughs> um, yeah, You can find more of our podcasts. Uh, the website is WSKBCast.blogspot.com uh, We're on Twitter. We're also on Facebook, but I haven't updated that in ages. Um... We're coming up to our hundredth episode, and oh, we figure out what we're going to do. This is episode ninety-eight, I believe. We'll take oh, suggestions
1: boy. from the from anyone in our audience if they have ideas. Yeah, not like not like improv suggestions. Like we're not doing like name a job and a place and a you know and a item to be killed with. Just like
2: Kyle, Kyle, are you technically the host of of episode one hundred? I oh think my,
0: you are.
1: Oh my gosh! <laughs>
2: well, you get no to
0: pressure, it dude.
1: Out. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> There's so much pressure. <laughs> oh, no.
2: It's just the only reason we've done this.
1: A <gasps> hundred um,
0: podcasts to serve our Eldridge god. Yep, and then we're done. Yep. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, yeah, you can find us there. We're on iTunes and all that stuff. We had just a review of that old that stuff. My son is apparently melting down on the oh, other side no. of the house. So oh, yeah. I'm going to leave yeah it's been rough the past couple of days mm. he's in that like terrible that terrible state not the terrible <laughs> twos but just the terrible six weeks apparently so mm. alright uh, I'm sorry that's I'm sure he'll be okay thanks for putting up with this game I'm talking about an anthropomorphic tiger for so long
1: oh my gosh it was amazing
0: though mm-hmm. and I will see you guys later see you guys Good later night. bye Bye. you can't handle the play Hey, it's Sky from the Future, uh, who just finished editing this this episode. Um, I wanted to mention that uh, Kyle was actually recently a guest host on a friend of the podcast, Tony's podcast, called Pico Chat, which is about Pico 8 games. Um, they're like little, really simple, cool, uh, sort of homebrewed games. Uh, that people make on the internet, and they're very neat. Uh, he was on episode 5, uh, called uh, Let Them um Dare 41, and they talk about uh, a, a bunch of games from a recent game jam. And it's really cool. If you're into uh, video games, it's it's a very cool listen. You can even go and, and play these games that they talk about. Uh, it's very neat. Um, so you can find that uh, just by searching Pico Chat in your uh, podcast catcher. Uh, that's P I C O space C H A T.
1: Characteristic deep bass voice associated with the character, notably the familiar. Oh, I should have I should have thought of a different thing to say right here because that would have been Do really it. funny. <laughs> but, Do it.
0: No, I'll, I'll I'm, splice I'm, it in. <laughs> uh,
1: no, his it, it very familiar. You can't handle your flavor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Catchphrase. This is true. Uh, I think my. Do you neighbor's... hear that banging? Yeah.
2: yeah, is my neighbor? Yeah, it's outside.
1: Oh, it's That's you.
2: No, it's not me. I not mean, me. it's from my source. But just so you know, yeah, it's oh. someone's banging on something outside.
1: I was like, is my, my doors are
2: closed and talking? everything, so I can't really do anything. About That's it. good.
1: That's OK. That's I apologize. Right. I mean, we, I, I we just need to do something funny. So this is the stinger now. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh. I mean, so, Tim, let's come on. Let's do something funny. Make um, it.
2: OK, something funny. Here we go. At uh, the beginning of his career, Einstein thought that Newtonian mechanics was no longer enough to reconcile the laws of classical mechanics with the what? laws of the electromagnetic field. <laughs> Can That's you hilarious. believe it?
1: Oh my gosh, the laws of... I didn't even listen to the sentence. I'm this
2: led crazy. him to develop his special theory of relativity during his time at the Swiss patent office in Bern, Switzerland.
0: Mhm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Much like the guy that's on
0: <laughs> Maybe he's yeah. hammering together a shelf and that's his passion. What are you doing? Oh, I
1: th- so I'm assuming bad. that he's drumming. Like go he's yell just at very him, Tim. bad. He's very bad at drumming.
2: I don't even I don't even see where he's where he's hammering.
1: Please go Tim him. for the love of everything, please lean out your window and go, "Excuse me, we're trying to what? record a podcast right now."
2: Hey. <laughs> I'm podcasting here,
1: would you mind not hammering? Her? <laughs> Give me like half an hour.
2: <laughs> We're just about finished up, yeah, I won yeah. it was a it was a complete fluke. I don't know how I did it,
1: <laughs> and we've discovered that he's actually a regular listener, like, oh, you're like, no, i'm sorry i'm often I'm often mistaken for that, Tim, yes, I know,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> i recognize Ooh. your voice yes my voice is often mistaken for tim from the we should know better podcast yeah it happens all the time always I have, mistaken a dif- for I have a tim. different podcast yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> tim uh, it's what, called we've what? always known better
1: <laughs> oh no is that wait is that our fan podcast tim the one about at this podcast
2: <laughs> i would assume our audience does know more than us so yes
1: oh man oh that's wonderful That's really good.
2: See you.